Welcome back to Kirby and Essex. This is the Kirby and Essex podcast. Hey yo, coming at you from the Lower East Side is Dan and Tim, and uh, yeah, we're back at Jesus. it. So we were on a little hiatus because uh, Tim went to South Carolina on a plane. Tim was in South Carolina on a plane. No, I didn't go there on a plane. I drove there. I came back on a plane. You drove there. Two days, man. You drove for two days? Yeah. With who? Just me. Really? Yeah, it sucked. What? I went to... So well, my employment status means that if my mom can find any sort of little job for me, I kind of have to do it. So she had her one of her cars in Rhode Island that normally is in South Carolina, and she was going to have to drive it up. So okay. she asked me to do it. And honestly, I wasn't doing anything, so I volunteered. So, so you would stay at the uh, hotels and shit? Yeah. So I took the train to Rhode Island, stayed for the first night. And then in the morning, I left to drive up to South Carolina. And of course, when I left, it was like a really bad storm and just tons of traffic. So I didn't even get to New York City for like four hours. It's normally like two and a half without traffic so i was like behind from the start and i made it as far as i think it was like nine o'clock i left at like five thirty, and at 9 p.m i was right i was in virginia really close to the border of north carolina like within like 20 miles and i was just like seeing double because i had been driving for so long <clears throat> and just like sitting there it's really boring So I had to like pull off for a motel and I waited too long. So the motel I got was really sketchy and like in the woods off the highway. There was nothing else around. And I tried to open the door when I got there and it was locked. And this Indian guy who ran it met me, like pointed to a window and met me at a window. Like Mm -hmm. if you were going to a bodega in Bushwick at night. Yeah. You know, you do the window glass. Yeah. And the glass was cracked. Uh Like someone had like punched it and there was a sign on it in broken English saying that, um, you had to provide identification to prove that you lived at least 50 miles away because they don't rent rooms to locals. And I was just like, fuck man, whatever. I had, I had no choice. I wanted to keep driving, but I would have like crashed. Yeah. So I get the room. It was like, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Whoa. Go in and it just like looks like kind of gross. Like it's, it's not, not dirty. It's not like cigarettes? Nah, you could just tell there's like a layer of funk on everything. And then I saw a big ass spider on the ground. So I basically I took a shower. They didn't really have soap. And then I put my clothes back on and slept with my shoes on, like on top of the sheet. Yeah. And then I woke up at 4.30 and just left. And I got to South Carolina at like noon or one. Uh-huh. And then I stayed up there for a week and a half by myself. And I was, what do you mean by yourself? You were in, you were in South Carolina by yourself? Yeah, I was gonna, supposed to just, I was going to leave the car there and then take a cab to the airport or something. But then my mom was like, you can stay until I get up there. So I stayed. Wait, the reason you went at all was just, just for the car. the car? Off, yeah. Oh. And then I, I stayed up there and I slept like 
three hours a night every night because it's a it's like on a private island there's no street lights it's like total darkness at night and there's a lot of wildlife um what does that mean you were scared it's creepy because it's a it's it's a mansion it's like really big was there a ghost i don't know but they're like slave houses on the island that they've kept like historical ones you couldn't sleep because of fear I was just uncomfortable. Uh, There's so many doors. Yeah. And they're all glass. Yeah. And it's such a big house. And I, you know, the island has security and you have to go over two bridges to get to this one. Wow. Um, but there's, it's on, it's on the water. So wait, somebody who, could just come with a boat. This is your stepdad's house? Yeah. And my mom. He owns this mansion. Yeah. And you could, so you could shoot a movie there. Yeah. I mean, at the house. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the rules are, and I'm sure they have rules. That's sort of like, <laughs> like uh, off your property. But the house is big, right? And it's the huge. house has big property. Huge, yeah. It's two houses. So you don't need any any permission. Well, once you leave the property, I'm saying, because oh, yeah. once you see the island, you're gonna be like, damn, there's like a lot of like trippy shit here. Ah, yeah, but just so, don't... but there's like slave houses you can just walk into. You don't into. need a permit. It sounds um, like Evil Dead, where they shot Evil Dead. Yeah, and it's like uh, there's a movie theater in it. And that's where I was sleeping because you can watch TV in there and play video games. Oh. So it's on the second floor and there's like a big porch that runs across the whole second floor. And so the theater room has like French doors going across it. And I kept thinking of this scene from the movie Insidious where the, the mom character is like checking on the baby and she looks out the window and that like long haired demon guy just walks by. And every time I looked over from the couch at the French doors, there'd be like a crack in the blinds where you could see the porch. And I would just be waiting for someone to walk by. And it just like got really in my head the whole time. And I could just never get past it. I was creeped out every night I was there until my mom got there. And then I slept like a baby. I, and not that I thought my, like my mom could protect me, but when you're alone, I, when I'm alone, I'm more of a coward than if I'm like, if I have someone to protect. You know what I mean? And I'm not used to being, you know, in a big house by myself. We house sat for Jesus, you know, boss at the house in, in you know, near Stytown. Yeah. But it's like a, a real colonial house. It's a historical site. What are you talking about? Stytown? Yeah, near Stytown. Like, it's like across 14th from, Street? Like, what was it? 16th? 18th Street? There's like a, ha oh, a house. Oh, it's, it's on so, like on six, not in Stytown. So it's no, like no, a townhouse no. yeah, or something. Yeah, townhouse. But okay. it's like from colonial times, so it's it's actually part of the National Registry of Preservation Registry or whatever. So and but the reason I was creeped out being at that house was because this is the house I would rob if I was a thief. You know, and this yeah. is New York. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, that's why I was creeped out because I'm like, yeah. wait, I can break in here, here. I saw all the places I could break in. That's why I was creeped out. But yeah, yeah. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. But this house, I wasn't really afraid of ghosts either. That was like a, a shoot-off thing. But also, if you live in South Carolina, this is the island where you go to rob a house. I mean, you can't get onto the island with a car, right? But is there a history? everybody? Everybody has docks, so you could just pull up with like a, a boat. I know, but is there a history of robberies? I don't know, man. I wouldn't even know what to ask. But you could have googled it. Yeah. The internet was really crappy too. It was really bumming me out, <laughs> man. 
<laughs> you know, because no one had been there, and so things had gotten knocked out by storms over the summer. Because it's too hot, like there's no reason to be there in the summer. It's every day. It's like 120 degrees. And there's a lot of bugs. I used to be afraid of ghosts, and then when I was nine years old. I challenged this ghost that was bothering me to show yeah. themselves and I'll fight that ghost and fuck you ghost. Nothing yeah. happened and now's it. Well, I was you also, did you also have to consider I was there for over a week by myself. I had no one to talk to. Like I would speak to someone maybe on the phone once in a while, but there was no one, no person to speak to. Yeah. So I was just kind of, huh. it was a long time, man couple days is whatever but once you hit like five days you're like Oof. sucks i did live in jersey and, and connecticut for some time you know and it's more like crickets right yeah it's crickets yeah but like new york is not crickets you know mm. there's always like a bomb outside or something yeah not in the city person. yeah um but maybe you're just not acclimated to that no nah, yeah yeah admit to that I'm not. And and I'm I, more I start acclimated like, to that. Yeah, I start thinking about aliens and just just more like someone catching me when I'm sleeping. You also it's such a big house. Yeah. Like someone could be in there with you all week. And if they were a good hider, you'd never know it. And um so one one day I went to the, I was at the gym, right? And we have a golf cart. Yeah. And it sounds like crazy bougie. But so you take I take the golf cart to the gym. And when I finished, it was dark out. And we live on like, ours is a dirt road. And it's five oh, minute drive on the golf cart. Shining. Yeah. So there's no street lights or anything on any of the roads. So it's totally dark, except like the horse stables up the road. But that doesn't do shit for you. You can't see your hand in front of your face. And I go out to start the golf cart and I realize it doesn't have headlights. Uh-huh. Like my battery on my phone's at like two percent. Uh huh. Just think, fuck. What am I gonna do? Wait, how far is the house from the it's like gym? Five minute drive on the golf cart. So walking. Can you see the house in the darkness? No, absolutely. Not. There's no lights in. No, mine's so it's it's like a main road where the gym is, and there's like a restaurant and a nature center, and like where you get your mail and all this stuff. So it's like a, a roundabout, and then you take the road up a little while. And then you make a left onto a dirt road that goes along where all the horses are and stuff. And then you, you sort of go into the woods. So if I showed up there as a clown, that would have been the scariest clown incident you've ever had in your life. Dude, if you just showed up. As a clown. No, no, as a clown, though, no, on the road. If yeah, you're on the road yeah, in the darkness yeah. and I was there as a well, clown. Well, first, let me tell you what it was like on the road in the darkness. The golf cart had no headlights. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm thinking, all right, use my phone's flashlight. And then, and then you heard me because I went. (laughs) So I turn the flashlight on and I hold it in front of me, and it hits the glass, and just you just see your own reflection. You can't see out. So I'm like, that's not working. So I stick my phone outside the cart, and it illuminates a few inches in front of the phone. Still can't see the road. Of course. So I wound up taking it and holding it at the ground, and just drove along the edge of the road in the grass. And I just did that, and I drove yeah. really slowly, and just all the animals were making noises in the woods, and I was just, fuck, man. So it's take, it took, it was like five minutes, and I'm, I know I'm getting near my house, and I know there's like a sharp turn coming up, and I'm just hoping I 
notice it and don't crash into a tree. Were you going full speed? No, I was going like you know, 10 miles an hour or something like yeah. that. I wanted to get home too. And then suddenly a car came behind me and just lit up everything. A car? Sort of took me the rest of the way. Yeah, one of the neighbors. So this was not a relaxing week for you that no, week? No, no, not at all, man. Well, then like on top of that, on top of that, to stress. we have like a, a dock, right, where we go um go like fishing off it but we usually use it that's where like we take the kayak and i saw a bunch of birds out there so i went to check it out and there was bird shit all over the dock and it's a pretty big long dock and it was just covered in bird shit and they had just gotten it refinished and every dock was covered in bird shit oh man you know that bird shit is acidic too you know yeah you you have to get it off so i sent a video to my mom of it and she asked me to clean it I was like, fuck, why did I send you that video? How'd you clean it? I went to Home Depot. I rented a pressure washer, like gas powered. Yeah. And it was just a fucking nightmare, dude. Oh, there's a water line over there near the dock? Yeah. Okay. I got most of it off, but it also chipped off paint and stuff. And some of it I just couldn't get off. And then the next fucking day they came back and shit all over it again. Oh, yeah. And they came back every day. Why are they hanging out on that? They didn't know. I don't know what. The, why are the birds hanging out there? I don't know because they don't normally. Because this would have been a problem. They would have. Everybody would have known so about. So this is a global warming thing. Maybe it was the hurricane that was coming, man. I don't know. Um. So yeah, and then that sucked, and then I got on the plane, came back. Yo, that just gave me a good image for a horror film where like Doc has like dried blood all over it, and it looks like it's natural, but you're not sure if it's natural. You so, know. I mean, some of the bird shit was red. Yeah. I got back and got the flu, and I thought maybe, you know, it was from the bird shit because I wasn't wearing any protection. Oh. But it was. I, yeah, when you told me that, that made no sense to me. Yeah. When you initially said. Well, I mentioned it to, like, my doctor when I went to see her because I was like, you know what? This I should probably mention this. And she was like, oh, you should get a blood test. And I was going to get one anyway because they wanted to check my cholesterol, but it wasn't supposed to be for another month. And she called me back today, and she's like, you're, you're cool, man. You don't have bird aids. Wait, wait. Are you, are you like, <clears throat> damn, you like, you watch horror films, right? Yeah, I've seen every horror film, probably. It makes your imagination run wild. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you wonder if you're in a horror film. I would deserve to be. A lot of people would say that, I think. Oh, you you fit the Nah, a lot of people trope. just get, you know, some people just, they're just, Turned, put off by me. Did you see the trailer for Get Out? It just said my parents have a movie theater in the house. Yeah. You know, most people would be like, yeah, that dude should get murdered. Did you see the Get Out trailer? Get Out. That's what it's called. new? Yeah. No, I didn't see the Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. Is it like serious though? Yeah, serious right. horror film. He's a, he's a huge horror fan, so he wrote and directed this film. Just Jordan Peele, not, you know, um, Key or Keaton Michael Key or Michael Key or I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's about this black guy with a white girlfriend, and he goes to visit his rich white, <laughs> the rich white family in the rich white neighborhood, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's something weird going on, and they're mm. all, like, subtly racist, but it seems like then he meets a couple of black people, but they're, like, brainwashed, and there's something wrong with them. <laughs> yeah. But it's a horror film, you know? And it's oh, like, shit. Your, your story's reminding me so much of this movie. I wonder if it's, like, um, what was that movie? Um, Stepford Wives? I think it is like Step for Wives yeah. and it's, like Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. And, you know, it's like that kind of movie. 
And the lead character, he's the black guy that was in Orphan uh, uh, Black Mirror in that episode where he's like, you know, gaining points. On oh, the, the track. bike one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was where I stopped. Guy. That was the last episode I saw of that show. Oh. I don't I know why I stopped. Well, the new season's coming out. We didn't watch a Christmas special. There's a Christmas special on Netflix mm. with John Hamm in it. He plays like a dating consultant. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, in fact, I want to watch it. I heard a clip from it and I was like, oh shit, this sounds interesting. I don't like real life stuff. Like stuff that's supposed to be like real life. Because I don't know. I don't know what that means because that's science fiction. It's the future and horror is not real. Like, I don't know what that means when you say that. No, because... that's what I mean. Like, that's going to be reality, right? That's that show. Uh huh. That's what I don't like about it. But it's also not going to be reality at but all. It could be a lot of that stuff. But like the wait, I one, what about horror? The I one, when they're like, when you can, like, oh yeah, record that's, yeah, yeah, that's, memories. That's not that far away. And the pig fucking thing, man. That's not that far away Wait, either. What do you mean you don't like things that are real? Like I that are I don't know that are like Yeah, I don't know. I just So you don't like dramas. No, I love dramas. What are you talking about? Like but these the, like these like ones that are I don't know. It's something about it I didn't like. I did I watched it and then I stopped like I don't want to watch it. Like I don't wake up like oh, I want to get depressed today. So are you saying like dystopia? You just don't like dystopia? Yeah. But stuff that's so close to the truth. And they're not like, there's no, the endings are like, oh, you know, yeah, it just sucks. Like Twilight Zone, man. It's the new Twilight Zone. Yeah, it is. And I liked all the episodes, but like I was saying, man, sometimes I just don't want to get depressed. That's why, that's why I stopped watching it. That's why I don't watch Louie. It's just like, there's enough shit to be depressed about. Yeah, but Louie has like this hope in it. Sort of. He's not like it's good stuff. I just I don't know. I don't know. I have this attitude about like like yes, there is ennui, you know. I feel like a week ago I was in a state of ennui or whatever. And, yeah. That's the right word. But you just throw you just got like like the way I dealt with ghosts, you just got to got to like be like Oh yeah, but do it. we're talking about what I'm watching, you know. You gotta be like Shia, like Shia, you know. You gotta be like, do it, yeah, just do it. But I got enough shows too, you know. There's enough stuff to watch. Damn, yo, we're trying to like. I can't watch shit anymore. I feel like I don't. I I do have time to watch it. I don't watch it much, even though I'm trying to write shit. It's not smart necessarily. Yeah, I I think I've seen it enough that I could just stop and never watch TV again or another movie. Yeah, but there's those gems, you know? That's the thing. So as a writer, I know that they've hardly, you know, tapped the surface of what could be or whatever. And that there's still so much to explore and that what it, there is to explore is nearly infinite. Despite what, you know, the idea that we've already done, everything's been done under the sun. There's still yeah, so many possibilities. You just do it in a different way. Like um, V for Vendetta wasn't like totally original but that fucking movie was awesome like i can still just watch that at any time sit through the whole thing i think i read the comic so i was just couldn't love it as much as a comic like the way they he unravel the detective unravels the plot and everything is because he trips out so hard on psychedelics right and he goes insane and then is able to like grasp 
what yeah, V I, is I up to. I didn't read the comic, but that but definitely like, wouldn't have worked. The movie, with the way they did it, the movie. Well, not only that, it's like a huge corporate film, so they would never, you know, play have this like super. I mean, drug storyline. You always like whenever they remake something that was written first, you just gotta let it go. You know, it's because some things just don't translate, man. Like Heart of Darkness, they've tried to make that into a movie a bunch of times, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, but I mean, so I would totally I could change it and make Apocalypse Now, where it's like the same thing but different. Yeah, but like, what happened in Citizen Kane? I'm just saying, like, you can't really like if, if I heard the story of Citizen Kane as a biography, I wouldn't. I'd be like, you can't make a movie out of this. This is too much crap. But, but it wasn't. It was just a movie. But it was loosely based on William Randolph Hearst. I know, I know. So it's like, I want to make that movie. I want to write a movie about Ho Chi Minh uh-huh. and how he used to be a pastry chef, or like supposedly, like, and he worked for the French chef that developed the kitchen system uh-huh. in France, like early on, and it's before he was named Ho Chi Minh. Mm. And then he went to communist rallies in England and France and stuff, and then he leaves. And he becomes like Ho Chi Minh, right? Leader yeah. of the communists. But he was just a chef, like a sous chef. Uh-huh. And so the movie's only about him in England or France as a sous chef, learning the kitchen system and like being drilled in by this very famous chef. And you don't even, you don't even go, he doesn't even go by his new name yet, you know? Right, so you even so know wait, what this movie's about. Is he going to become? He's going to become Ho Chi Minh, but it's like. In the movie? No, it's like he goes to the rallies or whatever, and then he's going to leave, and then he gives his new name, and it's like, hey, what's your name? He goes, you know, Ho Chi Minh or whatever, like, make that work yeah. or whatever, and that's the end of the movie. So you see, like, what, you know, his um, formative years, yeah, how I he mean, became the man he is. I don't think he'd be able to make that in America. Yeah, you can make that. Everyone's know, so yeah. distanced from... No one gives a shit anymore. About no, that I'm saying stuff. I don't think anybody's gonna know who the hell you're talking about. Ho Chi Minh. Yeah, I think if you make it like a French film, though, you know, yeah. it was in France. Like if you make it like a European co-production. Yeah, I just and don't then like you shoot it like trying. I I like trying to like I don't know. Like pitch you know, that motorcycle diaries. It's like yeah. motorcycle diaries, basically. Yeah, but Che is like, you know. I think you could do it because it's popular. it's also a f- movie about cooking. You know what I mean. So you get yeah. the foodies involved, and you're like, "What is this about?" And then you get yeah, China I to see, finance dude, it. Dude, I right? can see that movie playing at Film Forum. Yeah, it's but a film I couldn't forum see movie. it at like Union Square. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I think what you need is Chinese financing, European co-production. Then you get everyone involved. Well, if you do that, yeah, that's what I was saying. Just I don't think you would get Americans to give you money for that shit. And and now that I said this idea to the internet. Yeah. It's gone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like, if someone made this movie after I said it, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Who cares? A million things to make movies about. It's true. Um, who's the most famous Tim you know? Burton, Tim Burton right now, off the top okay. of my head. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. That didn't segue into what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Tim Cook. You know who the, Tim the, Howard is? No. You named like the, the 26th most he's, famous Tim. He's the, he's the goaltender. Was the goaltender for the U.S. national soccer team. Oh, man. Black guy. I, yeah, I was like, hockey? What is he saying? So, listen, I just wanted to read this really quick because he... Uh, 
he's a goalie, right? And he's one of the few American players who actually made it to uh, England to play in the Premier League. Mm. No Americans are good enough. There's been like five or something. So anyway, he's a goalie for Everton. And in Great Britain and maybe the other places that watch soccer, they have like songs for their players and their teams that they sing. And the one they sing for Tim Howard is uh, Tim Timoney, Tim Timoney, Tim Tim Taru. We've got Tim Howard and he says, fuck you, because Tim Howard has Tourette's. Oh. <laughs> so he's like, I guess he'd like be screaming and cursing on the field all the time because he has Tourette's. Yeah. And I just thought that was like a really good, funny like song. They like loved him. He was a really good goaltender. Huh. But you know, first Tim- time I heard that, I really I laughed pretty. I lulled. Do I know who? Oh, Tim Burton. You know, his movie came out. His movies suck, man. You saw it? Oh, yeah, I know. He lost it, man. I don't know how he's still getting funding for movies, man. Because he made a bill he made like a billion dollars from Alice in Wonderland. And like, like literally that movie Yeah, made it made a billion dollars because internationally I, it did bonkers. I think it's also just because if you can release a movie that's it was kid friendly, right? Like Kid PG. friendly, over a hundred million dollar films with Whoa. like fucking you know so you rebranding, can, if you rebooting. Can sneak one in that the kids can watch. But yo, he's it's been more. failing, man. Dark Shadows suck. failed. Peculiar Terrible. Children failed. It's all like over the top acting and like I don't know, man. And he was like cutting edge for 1982. Yeah. Now he's like he's like this Not changing goth guy. And, oh man, he got you in gotta, trouble recently too for uh. You gotta change, man. Because they're like, why? Because all the kids in the school in this movie, they're all white. Everyone's white. Oh, you know what movie was it? It's like a new X Men, Miss Peregrine's School for. Oh right, weirdos. but wasn't it wasn't it supposed to be like kind of look like 18th century or some shit like that? I have no idea. That's what I gathered from the poster. But so that would make sense that they were all white. I don't think it was though. I think it takes the things now. she was wearing. Yeah, I know, but they're like, like in some invisible alternate space, like Harry Potter. And I know. love that that lady. Yeah, Eva Green. She was in that movie, The Dreamers. Man, it's one of my favorite movies ever. You know, she's a, she's not. She likes staying home and not partying, in real life. Like, Sick. she likes to just, dude, chill out. So does James Cagney. You know James Cagney? Yeah. Yeah, he was also famously did not go partying and drinking and just like like to stay home and chill. This dude, once you like got a career or you're over a certain age you realize you can't be doing that shit all the time especially if you're a female actress dude you can't be boozing every night there was a bunch of people that do that Leonardo DiCaprio fucking Orlando I'm just saying there's a lot of actors those are dudes man women women too you know yeah but it's really difficult Uh, I think I've been thinking women are supposed to look like they're 20 forever I've been thinking recently there's like a lot of media pressure to be partying all the time and and then the image of partying yeah appear to be partying is so important now you have to make your life like be desirable yeah but it's like but some doesn't make any sense but you have to like then you have actors who can it's rare you have like your Marlon Brando's and your um, well who's dead that doesn't really count but daniel day lewis you have to be like really good in something and a few things before you can get away with not socializing then you have jack nicholson who's always out yeah yeah no no, i 90 i no i think the people that don't go partying and, and like chill out it's not that they 
establish themselves is that they didn't give in to the pressure to be looking like they're partying all the time. Yeah, because they probably have talent. Like, you know, I've heard Bojack Horseman. Do you watch that show? No. Oh, okay. I don't watch that show. I know but, what it is. But yeah, yeah, but apparently like people like it a lot because it depicts depression and social anxiety and yeah it's like, like serious, i was lis- like you know I, I was listening to bill burr's podcast and he was talking about it and How, he mentioned that it's about like a dude who was in a it was like a reality star or something yeah and he's trying to make a comeback or but he's so. very depressed yeah. and it depicts depression in a way that's profoundly authentic that's what yeah whatever the internet is I, I know what depression is i don't need to see that shit in a cartoon <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, when you depict things in the media, it becomes more, less, um, you know, becomes more acceptable. You know, it's just what it is. I, it, it's just like people will tolerate it more. People will understand it better. Oh, yeah, but I, I think we're pretty freaking, we're basically there now. No, I don't think so. I think <laughs> they give drugs to, like, not cope with it. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, no, but I mean, it's not. It's, it's unacceptable. It used to be. You couldn't even admit to that shit. I had a writing class with a. There was a woman in it who was in her seventies, and she wrote a story in about her some like junior high thing that happened to her. And she mentioned in it that people used to call it um, melancholia. No, they'd say there was like a dark cloud. Oh yeah. Over the family, like they wouldn't. That was all they would say. It's like damn, you know. And then the Kennedys like didn't they hide it? a sibling in like an attic and give her um what is that thing called uh when you put the ice pick in the eye yeah oh what is that thing called like something sectomy no yeah ectomy no 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 lumbotomy lobotomy Lobotomy, yeah anyway (laughs) denalmy yeah so yeah i don't know I've been watching, uh, I don't know, man. I just listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of uh, that dude. Shit. Alex Jones. Oh, yeah? Hells yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. I love Alex Jones. He's a fucking psycho. But he's all like, um, his show is just fucking nuts, man. And... He really like. I thought he was like a racist dude, like that kind of southern guy. But he's definitely he's not racist. No, no, I I knew he was not a racist. He's like his whole thing is like globalist. Yeah, stop the globalist. Hillary Clinton is a motherfucking globalist. He's like anti corporate. Yeah, big time. But Um, he's really like. He's a conspiracy guy. I know, I know, but 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 he's sort of like trying to make money too oh you know? hell yeah 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 and it's i like, mean he's got money he's got a huge like his whole thing is huge now yeah but he's also <laughs> like i don't know did you see the thing with the young turks when he like interrupted the young turks yeah. like feed and he looked like an idiot yeah man. i mean he's an asshole they're assholes too. he didn't used to be an asshole though he used to be kind of like like he just he looks pathetic now I i feel like 15 years ago okay I remember him 15 years ago. He wasn't pathetic. Nah, I mean, I I don't think he is. I think that was just a bad like moment. Bad. Yeah, huh. <laughs> he's he's all right. 
Um, but his show is hilarious. It's fun to listen to. And he'll make a lot of sense and a lot of good points. And then he'll just take it somewhere else. And you'll be like, huh. Hmm. That's a stretch, man. Yeah. Um, well, you know, sometimes I hear things like, you know, I hear some black people talk about the conspiracies trying to, you know, about the government trying to kill black people. Uh-huh. Michael Jackson was murdered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but sometimes these conspiracies go so wild. I'm like, whoa. I mean, yeah, but I just, get it. You're just slinging shit at the wall. But there is this but, uh, history of, you know. But he's good. He's like to put him on to go to sleep to. Because mm. he started out on regular radio at night. So it's got that feel to it. Like when yeah. you have it on, it feels like it's late at night. I have no idea what time he actually does it, but uh, yeah, so I'll throw that on. I was listening to that in South Carolina a lot. Just because I got tired of most of the podcasts I was listening to. I listen to educational podcasts, aka screenwriting podcasts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I listen to a bunch of different like ones. Like four or five a week. So it's like four hours of screenwriting education every week. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Yeah, it's fun. It's not that bad. It's It's interesting and... I'm getting a feel for the culture of being a writer. Yeah. Script notes. Uh-huh. Nerdist writers panel. Scripts and scribes. How to sell your screenplay or doc yeah, how to sell your screenplay and um Pilar Alexandra's podcast called On the Page. Sick. Yeah, yeah. I have a I like I like. There's like hardcore history, but I, I haven't listened to that in a while because I kind of. He also to all doesn't of it. make them. A I know because they're so big. And then I listen to the Kirby and Essex chorus. That's my yeah. favorite one. That's that's a good one. <laughs> um, Alex Jones and then Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. Here's the thing with Alec Baldwin, Star Talk, Joe Rogan. Can't listen to Star Talk all the time because no, I don't either. They're like corny sometimes. Like, well, dude, he you guys are not that lot funny. Them, a lot of them aren't like um, him now. It's like Star Talk All Stars, where he has like a different sign. Yeah, but sometimes there. the comedians are not that funny, and I'm just like, nah, Stop. they're like supposed to be like that. Like that's kind of like, like corny. Yeah, like nerdy. That's kind of like the joke. Um, and my favorite newer one is Unqualified with Anna Faris. She's hilarious. Really good one. Oh, I forgot to mention um, Radio Film School. And yeah. Uh, oh, and Go Creative Show. Yeah. Those are the ones. They're all like film, industry. Yeah, dude, my brain needs a break. I need to just go sit in a park and stare at the sky. Because I can read a lot. I watch too much stuff. And then I listen to too many podcasts and I listen to music. I always have headphones in. I don't listen to music at all I listen to a lot anymore. Just stopped. Totally stopped. Because I hate new music. I think it's... I don't listen to new music. I think I'm old, I guess. So, yeah. So, listen I don't, to older stuff. But also, like, I guess I feel like I have so much to learn still. Maybe I don't know what because, the point is Maybe it's because you're feeling anymore. old because you don't know, like, anything good and new. You don't know where to find it right now. But, that, like... That'll happen if you I spend plenty of time music. doing nothing, too, though. Like, I spend plenty of time... Buying groceries or, you know, making juice or whatever fuck, you know, like simple things that I don't have to do and take a little too much time, but it's like a way to just 
decompress. Yeah, but you got your headphones in. Listening to the screenwriting <laughs> stuff. So you're not really decompressing. Yeah, but it's relaxing. It's not... Yeah, I know. I don't feel like I'm in school at all. I guess I had certain courses in school where I was like, I didn't feel like I was learning. I felt like I was enjoying myself, right? So like yeah. a course in existentialism or acting class or whatever. So that's sort of the same thing I feel with these screenwriting podcasts. It's more like something enjoyable, something. Yeah, so started a mono diet thing where I, if I'm not eating with Jisoo, I'm going to eat just potatoes, rice, an oatmeal with no sugar, salt. To just kill oil. yourself. But I enjoy it. Or corn. <laughs> not. I'm totally enjoying it. All I'm right. not even. Yeah, man. Yeah. Why? Because you can. You might not get cancer ever. Oh, so there's is... a lot of evidence to suggest this diet makes you live longer than any other. Like, because meat and animal products are the worst. Yep. And um. You don't need all extra fats. So this, this, this is... Uh, and cheese is bad. Cheese is animal product, you know? This is because so like, our friend got cancer. No, no, I was this doing it. I did from. it before. I, did, I was doing it well, before. Well, you thought about it. and you. But when this happened, and this is was like the thing that pushed you over. I don't know, though. Because yeah. I'm banking just on technology. Dude, I don't know if you remember. Before he had cancer, though, right? I was eating just oatmeal for dinner. Oatmeal for lunch. Yeah, I thought you were just being cheap bastard. No, no, I was just being like, <laughs> yeah, I just want to eat healthy. You're eating it all the time. That's not healthy, man. You gotta have variety. Yeah, I would see. And then I was making green juice. But I know I, I like get on a thing where I eat the same thing for a week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Topher's cancer was a trigger though. Uh, I think. So wait, did I? I, I told was. you right. It was like he, he said <laughs> recently, it was, was the best thing that ever happened to him. You know. I heard you say that. Yeah, but he's because well, he confirmed that was true. So yeah, I mean, was stage one cancer fucking say brings you closer to death, and then you realize what you don't like and what you like and what you want. Reevaluate shit, man, and then really go for it. It's a very common trope in uh, film and literature. I mean, that's like, oh, you know, I don't want to get cancer to do that. I just need a good nightmare. You know when you have a nightmare and someone really close to you dies and you wake up and you're kind of crying and you just feel it and it takes five minutes for you to realize it was just a dream and then you're just like, whoa, I feel so good right now. That's so weird. Like, I'm going to go outside and just fucking sniff things. <laughs> and then you wind up in China. Wait, have you had a friend die? Um, Have you even cried at a funeral? Uh, yeah. You, you cried from a death? Yeah. Who's death? My dog. Oh, okay. Sandy. Yeah, well, okay. Anyone else? Yeah. Me um, too, I dog. Yeah. I mean, I, the big one was the dog when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. That was when I gave up religion 15. altogether. I the was, dog's like, death made you give up religion? Yeah. Catholic. Nah, because when he died, I saw him. He got hit by a van right in front of me. And, yeah. Uh, I heard his, like, neck. Or his back or whatever snap yeah. in the tire. So like that night, you know, I I used to I had to go to like um this is like elementary school, so I used to have to go to C C D and stuff. Yeah. After school. So you never really think about CCD it. C C D is like Catholic school. For kids who go to public school. So like one day a week you go there after school. Yeah. Um, so you just assume it's real, but you never really put any thought into it. 
you just like you go into the motions and uh yeah i like prayed and shit and then i had a dream that the dog was alive when i woke up in the morning and then i actually woke up he was still dead and that was like that was it for me i was like all right that's bullshit wow then i just never went to church again my parents got divorced pretty soon after that so like we were never taken to church either but i never like even thought about oh you didn't watch that preacher show right yeah, I saw it. Oh, you didn't? Oh. Yeah. yeah, remember when he prayed for his dad to die? He told God to kill his dad. <clears throat> Did he kill him? And then his dad got killed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that show. It didn't make a big impression. No, well, it was. it's not as... They had to stretch like, it out. I like the Irish guy. They had to stretch it out. And he's like, he's going out too long much in the sun. He's going. He's out in the sun too much. <laughs> he's always out in the sun, yeah, it's, man. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> He just puts on that rice hat, man. I'm like, fucking... get out of here. This doesn't make sense. I was like... talking to Dan about some show recently, and he was like, oh, no, I haven't watched that yet. And then like a month later, oh, I haven't watched that yet. Like, we can't talk about that. And I think it's, if you don't watch it, when it goes on, you can go fuck yourself. Because no one's going to watch it and want to talk about it a month later. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you if you can't be bothered to do something when it happens... You can't expect other people to, you know. Well, it's a very, like, social way to think of it. No, and I know, like, sometimes I can't watch something, you know. And I'm like, yo, it's my fault. Like, I miss a game, and I don't want to see the score or something. I'm not going to be mad if somebody gives it away. I'm going to be like, no. Yo, some kids spoiled Sixth Sense for me. Yeah, well, they, they it, was, it was like Howard Stern or Opie and Anthony that did that on the radio. And I was like, <laughs> "What? I can't watch this movie. I, I never, and I've never seen The Sixth Sense. It's it's pretty good. No, I know, but you can't watch it if you know the twist. Yeah, I guess so. It's not. It's like some girl in class ruined Scream Four, the last Scream they made. Tell me what's the twist? So spoiler warning. The spoiler Scream 4 in it was is the killer. And this is how crazy this is. This was a conversation I overheard in a fucking class in 2011." Yeah, and I still remember it. It won't leave my fucking head. Was Nev Campbell? No, it's her cousin. She says, "Oh, the killer winds up being her cousin." Then she's like, "Oh, I hope nobody like Nev Campbell's cousin." Yeah. What kind of spoiler is that? <clears throat> well, obviously, it's like a character in the movie, but that's who the killer is. I know, but the problem, but the, the problem is, with these whodunits. The point is, you figure it out. Maybe, maybe, but they usually throw enough at you that it could be a few people. I know, but still. But it's like guess, like like thinking that you know and actually knowing; those are two different things. That know? was my problem with the uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. You know, what was the spoiler? On that? No, it's not that. It's that I can guess who the killer uh, was. I like, just like that movie because not the movie, uh, the the the, <clears throat> the Swedish one. Oh, I didn't even watch those. the original. Movies. I liked the remake, man. That was a dope movie. But you couldn't guess who the killer was. From I wasn't the... even trying. I didn't watch the remake. That's <clears throat> I just appreciate a movie that takes place during the winter, man. I love movies when it's snowing and there's like a little mystery going on. That's my bag, man. That's like, I mean, when I was young, I used to watch The Thing all the time. I set up a couple of mysteries in some writing projects. But they're not like who's a murderer. Yeah, it's like who started the fire or like who yeah, caused the embezzlement scandal. The trick with like writing a mystery is um, 
you can't know the answer either when you're writing it. Because if you know it, then the audience is going to know it. No, that's not true. I think it is. No, no, because Lost did that and it pissed everyone off. The trick is not to confuse people. Lost went on a little too long. No, I know, but... but (laughs) I quit after like the second season. The trick is to to give them enough clues so they can almost figure it out, stay slightly ahead of them, Let then let the audience catch up, right, to what the characters know, and then upend everything. Nah, I I think it's better not to even know. Like... Like writing the sixth sense, maybe he was like, What the fuck is this movie about? And then like on like no. the last ten pages he's like, Yo. No, no way. You don't know. You don't know. That might have been it, man. No way. <laughs> no, no. Like you know the twist and then you do everything in your power to hide it. Well really yeah, if well. you're writing from if you're writing from the end, you know, you're starting at the end in your head. You just need to know the end. You just need to know it. You don't know how it gets there, but you just need to know I rather end just I like to just like write. And then when you rewrite it, then you can like think about that kind of stuff. I like to just. It depends. It's usually like it doesn't even have. I don't even know what the story is going to be about. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I want to write about this sort of like feeling. Like the, I was, right, right. But you're talking about fiction. They're like prose, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can really do that with screenplays. You can, but well, yeah, I think like the screenplay, you just have to have like as, sort of an as idea, fluid. Like you're like, all right, yo, I want to write a goddamn mystery, right? But and the main character is going to be like this, and then you can just be like, all right, let's see what happens to him. But novel, you can have all the time in the world. That's the thing, and you, you can, but you can't. You know, you gotta like. You can. I mean, really if you want to write a bad story or book, what about Jonathan Franzen? He writes these <laughs> crazy. I don't read them. Um, my uh my my right one of my writing professors I really liked didn't like him because he's jealous. Nah, I mean he's pretty he's pretty successful too. Um, but he's like he said to me once, it's like if you want to be cute and write like Jonathan Franzen, get out of my class. And I was like, wow, that's a hardcore thing to say. Though. <laughs> He is no bullshit. He was a fun. I really liked him. Yeah, but was he better than Jonathan Franzen? He won. He beat uh that dude. He his book came out the same year as um uh Juno Juno Diaz. Yeah. Uh the Oscar Wilde book. Yeah, yeah. He beat that book. Wondrous Life of Oscar. Yeah. What do you mean beat it? For like the biggest book award, like the highest um the Pulitzer. No, Pulitzer? it's not the biggest one. It's pronounced Pulitzer. The biggest one's an Irish one. Um. It's it, because you get the most money for it. I think it's like two hundred thousand or something. Mm. So that's like the, the book man award. Booker Prize. I have no idea what it's called, man. Maybe it's the man. It's the one you get Prize. the most money for, and it's in Ireland. Not the Peace Prize. The Booker Prize. Man Booker. But he's a curmudgeon, man. He's a straight up curmudgeon. You can just look up like his book. Oh, it needs to be published in the UK. Just look up the book. What is the book? Man Gone Down. Man Gone Down. Michael Thomas. Yeah, he's pretty dope, dude. How did. And he taught it. Hunter. Oh. He's like a cool dude too. What prize did it win? Oh, 
The Dublin Literary Award. Yeah, that's like the biggest money one. Oh. Anyway, I mean, he might not even meant that. He might have just been being a dick that day. You don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe he meant it. Yeah, hey, why not? I mean, yo, if it looks like he's accomplished. I've never enough. read him, but that is the other thing, man. I never fucking read anybody who's alive, man, because I'm a don't care. I don't know. Oh man, that reminds me of this New York Times piece. It was an interview between Natalie Portman and Jonathan Saffron Foer. Oh yeah, and it's their email correspondence with each other. So stupid man. Did you read that? No, I didn't need to. You just told me about it, and I saw oh it. God. I just didn't. You just, I'm like, I can't. I don't like Natalie Portman. Yeah, but I can't believe it. I can't even believe it's real. It's like, like it's fake. It's like it's not even real. She just like, it's like an Onion article. Everything you hear about her, she seems like such a douchebag. Maybe she's not. She, she went to Harvard. Really cool. That adds to her douchebaggery. Not, uh, <laughs> like, yo, I met, okay, so I met these guys. <laughs> okay, so I recently I met... So my coworker Brandon, he's a DP, right? He talks to these DP and this other guy, right? And they run, they work for a really famous online comedy site, okay? Uh-huh. And they're doing very well, right? And they do commercial work too, and branded content, and they're making good money, right? So they're doing pretty well off, and they're like, "Yeah, hey," and then he's like, you know, sucking their ass, and they're like, like you know, like yeah, hey, you know, give us your contact, you know, we'll really, you know, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then they're like. They're like, hey, you go to a really good school. It's a good school, though, you know, and the school, school, school. And I'm thinking, like, no, f- film school's bullshit, you guys, right? Yeah. I don't say that out loud, though. And I'm like, and they're like, yeah, well, and I was like, well, you know, he's like, being an SVA is good, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, there's a backlash now with kids graduating from NYU mm. where people don't want to hire kids from NYU, you know? Really? Cause it, yeah, because they're pretentious. They come out so pretentious. Yeah, they you don't want to work with these people, you know? And then I've personally experienced that three times personally and then well because only like douchebags want to pay ninety thousand dollars for fucking school but then i've also heard it from like industry people right okay so then i mentioned that and then the guy's like well i I had some interns from nyu and they were the best you know and i'm like yeah dick you had some desperate free slaves (laughs) yeah and they worked good for you but and then i want to be like yeah and then also how many of these kids actually have a career two percent i mean i don't know like i don't think it's a high rate who has a what are you career? talking about? Stop promoting institutionalism. And yo, how I mean, as long as I can remember people like since teenage being a teenager, everybody always made fun of NYU kids. The vast, vast majority of artists did not come from institutions. They also say the same shit like um, prose writers. They say the same thing about getting your um, like a grad MBA. school. They like it's fucking pointless. And when you go to like yeah. the open houses. A lot of the professors there say it's it's you don't need it. No, like you can learn a lot and you make a lot of great contacts. Yeah, but they were like they were there was one professor who was like in the program and she teaches like um, literature class where you read books. And she's like, we teach you like how to like read a book properly and da da da. And she starts going over the book list. And I'm like, I've read all these books. Like, I go to class to read this fucking book again. Like, I know what it's about. And I feel like every fucking book now in literature, right? Well, but they were reading like classics. And well, my criticism of literature now, contemporary literature that wins prizes, is that it's all about trauma. It's like mm-hmm. a trauma fetish. It's all about like this guy got raped, you got raped, your mom well, got you raped. Know what I, you know what I think about like, books. and he's a pedophile. What I think about like books now, and the reason why like TV and films are and so these good, authors did not experience this shit. So what the dude, fuck? Think about how good like TV and books are right now, right? Compared yeah. to any other time, right? 
in the last like 80 years that we've TVs had. These are right? much more varied than novels. I feel like so, novels are telling no, the same story. But now think story. about books, right? Books are like bad. Think about books today. Yeah. Why aren't they as good as they used to be, right? It's the same thing. They use like the analogy of we'll never know what the greatest sword fighter is like because we'll never recreate that because everyone's not on the planet isn't sword fighting. You know, when books were in their heyday, that's when everybody was writing. That was like the, the medium that you went for. So you had everybody. Right. You don't have that now. Yeah. That's not what everybody goes yeah, through. So because it's not these you can tweed write, wearing nerds. You can write a great book. Writing about man. rape. You can write a great book. And you know what you get for your first book? Intellectualizing rape. If you write a good book, dude, you get 10 grand. That's oh, yeah. It, dude. Yeah, nowadays. $10,000. Yeah. And then what you got to do, you got to teach. And then you just got to teach or you and give write, lectures. Or you got to write fucking Harry Potter. Or you got to ghost write some celebrities book. Yeah, but arguably Harry Potter is like... I'm not saying it's a bad book, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, saying it's, it's like a franchise that's good. book. That's a good book. You have to write a franchise. Something that could be turned into a movie. And I mean, that shit wasn't a movie, though, for like a while. Oh, yeah, but it was, you know... No, this is the, before... But that book was this, super I mean, yeah, popular, but When man. it came out, it was before... It was so obvious, you know, that but YA and all that every shit kid is going to be a movie series. Like, Harry Potter triggered the whole... Oh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. you, that's your goal now. No, I know, but I'm saying when she did it, though, she wasn't copying anyone and she wasn't following a trend. She just made... Like, there was no book like that ever. I remember when it came out, it was like such a phenomenon. There was nothing like it, you know, where it... Adults well, yeah. were reading the shit out of it. But, you know, then you saw, like, they did that with Twilight. Afterwards, yeah. But, yeah, I've never read it, but I'm sure it's good. Never read it. But, oh, I heard it's also good. People like it because they're also all mystery novels. They're technically, yeah. on a yeah. technical level, they're all yeah. actually mystery novels. But that's not, I don't want to write stuff like that. I want to write, I'm like, just sick weird of stuff. Being <laughs> fucking romanticizing rape, yo. Honestly. That's what I feel like it is. It's all about trauma, fetishizing trauma. What the hell? I don't. I couldn't even tell you the last book I've By read. By nerds that, that never dealt recent. with this shit. It's like to me, it's it offends me a little bit. Yeah. It's like every single book that wins an award has to have a rape in it. I don't know, man. I haven't read any of them. The award-winning books? <laughs> no, I don't. It's all read. about. Hardcore Dude, if you look at all my books in my room, none of them are, they're all old. <sighs> a lot of these books that win these prizes. I mean, I used to read tons. Yeah, yeah, current. Yeah, yeah, especially these days. I mean, my favorite writer, he's been dead for like a long time, and he his stuff is funny. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious and ridiculous. So there's no I, I like, real like, traumas <laughs> at all. I don't like comedy novels, though. Comic novels, a lot of them are not as funny as they think they are. These I feel are. like this guy's a they genius. They think they're funny. No, this guy's... This is I Like Tom Wolfe, right? I'm reading Tom yeah. Wolfe, and I'm like, wait. This shit isn't as funny as he thinks it is. But also, you gotta... What year did that Or is book it coming out, from a white know? perspective or something wait, that, it's that I don't older, get? It's an older it's book. so white. You know, you gotta, no, it wasn't like, that old, the one I was reading. Well, the the ones my dude's P.G. Woodhouse and his uh -huh. books are they're like um, they're about um, a lot of them are about this rich guy who's like a sort of like English gentleman, but he's a goofball and he's a, kind of a mess up. He doesn't really have a job, and then he has this really smart butler, oh yeah. man, not a butler, 
his mm. man named Jeeves. And that's where like the Jeeves things comes mm. from. But it's all like just like he keeps somebody wants him to do this favor and then this happens and that. And it's like funny and his writing is really good. And it's they made a show with Stephen Fry. It was pretty good too. And the dude from House, Hugh Hugh and Laurie. Yeah. Can't remember the last funny book I read. I know I've I've read books that were funny. I have read books. These things are hilarious. I've 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 and I I discovered them like two years ago, and I've burned through like twenty of his books. Stephen King's a writer no one respects. That's kind of fucked up. Literary, at least literati. The literati. I know. It's because he he's successful and he writes so many. I think that's what it is. I've never, I've only read one, and I'm reading his autobiography yeah. on, about writing. Yeah, yeah. I write. Um, but yeah, I'm sure his shit's really good. But you know, people are dicks. It's because, like, if you go genre, and then the literary people, they can go to genre, right? <laughs> yeah. The literati that are like intellectualized and romanticized rape, they can go into tr- like genre, and, and they just add lots of rape to it. So it, now it's like <laughs> literature. I could see you writing like a South Park episode. I'm mean, like, what the <laughs> like hell? A writer who just keeps adding rape to every chapter. Yeah, and then he was raped. And then... I didn't even know this rape thing was a thing. Oh man, uh, uh, I'm not gonna name a bunch of people because I don't want to get in trouble. But I can name a bunch of people. I'm telling you, it's a thing. It's like a trend. It's like to be legitimized now. You have to write about severe trauma. Hmm. Room? Oh yeah, that that was also about the room. What's horrible that? trauma? Uh, the woman that's kidnapped and raped like crazy by this psychopath, and then raises her son. And her son, yeah, she's pregnant with a baby, and then she raises the child in in captivity. You know, so the child doesn't even know there's an outside world. You know, so yeah. she creates this own world or whatever. But people try to get totally, really like clever and shit. Like and you're just like sometimes I'm uh, in the movie. People love the movie. They love the script. The room. Who's in that? called Room? Brie Larson. It. She won. Oh, the chick from Community. No, no, someone else. Oh, her name's Brie too, right? Yeah, Allison Brie. Okay, her right. name's Allison Brie. I didn't see it. I saw the Blair Witch Project, the new one. Yeah, I love the first one. It was awesome. It was like so. I was super hungover. And I had a throbbing headache. Mm. And uh, I saw it at noon yeah. on 3rd Avenue because they got them luxury seats. So anyway, I go in. It's noon. My head's killing me. And they're like, all right, yeah, two theaters, uh, two floors down. So I was like, shit, seeing it in the basement. So I was expecting like, you know, some theaters when they have like the basement one, that's like the worst theater. Mm. It's got like half the seats. This one was really big, but I was the only person in there. Yeah, and I'm watching the trailers come on, and they're all like for scary movies, and some of them look really good, and I'm like starting to get creeped out, and then I'm looking around, I'm like shit, man, I'm the only motherfucker in this theater, like, and then you start thinking, ah, oh, some some weirdo is probably hiding in here somewhere, so I was kind of like scared during the movie because I was alone down there. So if I <laughs> so if I added, sat down behind you dressed as, as a clown, clown yes, would that be the scariest me, yeah. clown experience? Yeah, it definitely would have been. I would have been freaked out, dude. Um, dude, I think the clown is gonna come back in a major way for Halloween this year. Oh, definitely. It's gonna be a big thing. I don't even understand clown what's going gangs on, all dude. over. I don't even get it. 
you don't I get it. I know. Some I know. One kid did it, and another kid's like, "Oh, that's no, easy." No, there was some weird shit with clowns, right? Didn't like somebody like assault someone? Well, no, it's not that. Well, it started like six months ago. No, I remember and that. Now, like the last few days, everybody's dressing like a clown. Yeah, and now people are like, "No, no, no, no I'm not dealing with yeah. this." And they're fighting the clowns. Uh, it's gonna be pretty worn by. Well, it's trolls. Halloween, it's just though. a bunch of trolls. It's gonna be pretty worn out by Halloween, like a Harambe meme. Over. Now they gotta <laughs> have clown parades, yo. No more zombie parades. Mm. Wait, if I start a clown parade on Facebook, make it a public event, I think I bet a thousand kids would come out. Yeah, dude, there's plenty of cheese balls in New York. <laughs> oh, so it was like, um, I, it's not as good as the first one, right? Because the first one that was original. Yeah. You know, you walked in not expect, you didn't know what to expect, and you were just like, and then there was so much mystery. Remember, like the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, I know. They're, like the special about. I, know, I it. remember. No, I know, but they might not know who listening. Well, they're all young. You're all so, fucking so young. They did. They did a special on it on Sci-Fi Channel about these kids who went missing, and they didn't say it was yeah. for the movie. Right. Like, so you you kind of were like, oh shit. So this is found footage. Yeah. So that was what you thought. Like the movie was actually found footage, and when you're like 12 or whatever, you actually believe that kind of shit. So you go and it's like really freaky. So this time it was like the this story is um the girl in it, she has a brother who's now in college, who I guess was a kid at the time. And he's been trying to figure out what happened to her because they never figured out what happened to her. Mm. And he finds some footage on YouTube of what looks like the house and he sees like an image in the mirror and it looks like her. Mm. So he like puts together for a project for school, he's gonna go try to find this place. So he brings all this stuff. Is so weird. He's got all this high tech yeah. stuff. He's got all this GPS equipment yeah. so they don't get lost. And then he's got like a drone. And he meet the people he, he who posted the video come with him, and they're kind of weird. They're young too, but they're like weirdos, slightly racist. Um, they had a Confederate flag, and two of the friends he brought were black, so they like didn't like the Confederate flag, or whatever. How many people in total? Uh, so those two, the weird couple, six. Um, so it does go a little over the top. You gotta have fifty people if you're gonna go hunt the Blair Witch. You gotta be with a group of fifty strong. Dude, you know, know come know. on, seriously. Then you're not scared of shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they they should do that in the third one. Yeah. So, but the thing about it that wasn't great was like the ending. This is the third one, by the way. You did watch the third one. Oh, oh yeah, but that yeah. wasn't even a bad no, no. Edit. You did. Didn't watch they want to have like one. Jason Lee in it or something? The, the second, second one. one I saw the beginning and I turned it off. <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. So it was I don't so think, obviously I don't think bad. This one doesn't acknowledge that one. Because yeah, that yeah. was a straight to, to tape. No, one. that went to theaters, that man. Went to theaters? Yeah, I think it was Jamie Kennedy was in that. Oh wow. Or somebody no, no, no I don't know. It was just a bad I feel like Jason bad, Lee was in that, dude. I don't it didn't think make so. sense either. Um, oh that movie. Was so this so bad. the ending doesn't make any sense for this. Like it's sort of like they're not even on like it's dark nonstop and the light never comes out and then they keep bumping into each other and yeah. they're like, how much time do you think has passed? And you're like, I don't know, like an hour. And he's like, man, we've been lost for five days. And like starting to that and you're just like, meh, meh. yeah, so that was a little, but it was good. It was good fun. Fun at the theater. I give it five bags of popcorn. So. Five out of what? Six? It's just five bags of popcorn and a soda. That's a, that's a, I was writing a horror thing based on that elevator thing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But a documentary crew going to investigate the elevator thing. Yeah. 
and it's not comedy at all. I mean, it's not horror at all, right? Uh, it's mostly like a drama, slice of life, kind of comedy mockumentary. At the very end, it gets super scary suddenly, yeah. but just like the video was, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's over. Yeah. yeah. Dan's talking about the woman who uh, died in the water tank at the hotel in California. Yeah. And then they found video of her standing in the elevator and it was, was very strange. Ellen something? Ellen Ma? Ellen Chu? Yeah, it was terrible. No, but no, no. These two guys, these brothers or something, they already wrote a movie about it and sold it as a spec script to Hollywood for a hundred grand. Mm, sick. Elisa Lam. Yeah. And then... But it's about the haunted hotel and a private investigator investigating the haunted hotel. Yeah. The family of Elisa Lam was like offended. A lot of people were offended. Yeah. But that's going to happen, man. And my approach is totally different. Their approach was completely exactly what you'd expect. Oh, well. Yeah. No, no, but I don't, I, I'm, my project's not dead. I, I'm going to, I'm going to twist it up and change it and. Oh, looks like that's it for us. Right? We've been here for five days. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. All right. Bye. Until next time, we'll see you again in Hell Square, in the Lower East Side. All right. Yeah. Essex Street. <laughs>